Hey, what is up you guys? This is Vivian. Welcome back to the Be The Light Academy podcast. So, <laughs> it's been a really crazy few weeks. Um, I normally record these podcast episodes a couple weeks in advance, um, but I just was not able to make one because, um, I mean, it's pretty obvious that there's something going on in the world right now, you guys. Uh, (laughs) And it's really been a lot to, you know, deal with and handle literally for everyone, right? So I thought I would come on and I would kind of, you know, talk about um, literally, I mean, the elephant in the room, like what's happening in the world uh, with this idea of a pandemic happening, Um, and I don't know, I felt that it was important to talk about it, um, just because it is something that is affecting literally everyone. This affects all of humanity, um, in, in some way or another, and it affects everyone beyond just the idea of getting sick, which I know that a lot of people are very focused on that aspect of this experience, but to me, that's the most physical aspect of this experience. That's the most human aspect of this experience. Um, There are definitely deeper uh, and greater lessons to be uh, perceiving in this moment in time, um, along with, you know, that one, which is people getting sick. So I wanted to come on here and I wanted to talk about it here because, um, you know, I think it deserves that space. Just kind of in my own personal experience, how it's been affecting me is I live in the United States. I am an educator. Um, Currently, all schools, you know, K through 12 schools, um, secondary education, elementary education, and university academia is, you know, it's totally shut down at the moment. the universities have moved to an online learning platform, which I am currently adjusting to. <laughs> um, students are adjusting. Uh, my brother works in uh, secondary education. Um, so he works, you know, with teenagers and kids, uh, you know, and they're adjusting. I mainly feel for the kids when it comes to the education system you know, the K through 12 system, because, you know, they're out of school. Um, it's boring. Some places are implementing online learning for kids, you know, but it's kind of hard because who knows what resources certain kids have at home because school, the education system in America is a space for kids of all social class, economic class, you know, to come and to learn. Uh, That's the opportunity that education can offer. So it's very hard to implement some type of system, you know, of education and academia, you know, for children, not just here in America where I'm at, but around the world, you know, just knowing that alone, that some some kids are going to have more resources than others. So it's one thing to try to implement online academia and education for, you know, young adults in the university setting, but it's another, you know, for kids who are just kind of stuck at home and working with what they have. So 
that's kind of how it's been personally affecting me at the present moment. Um, you know, and I've been shifting, I've been working with the resources that I have. Um, and you know, I'm just, I'm doing the best that I can. <laughs> I know that it's affecting other people in a much more complicated way though, uh, than I myself, you know, I've been fortunate enough where I don't really know anyone who has gotten sick. Um, I myself am not sick, you know, I'm doing what is suggested, you know, the social distancing and the isolation, those are hot topics around town lately. Um, I have family in California um, who just recently, you know, just a few days ago, went into shelter in place. Um, I was really kind of hoping where I live, they would implement that. Uh, just because I think, honestly, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it. You know, we need to just do it. Um, one thing that I have found really frustrating um, going through this and, you know, living in America is the fact that every individual state can kind of have their own say at what what's going to be going down in the situation. And in some instances, state government is extremely more helpful than federal government, but also sometimes federal more macro government is way more beneficial than micro state government. And I think this is one of these instances where I really just kind of wish the federal government would more kind of step up, step it up, you know, um, because I think what is causing a lot of people um, around the world stress is just the idea that governments are kind of waffling you know, you know, trying to figure out what they want to do to keep people um, safe and, you know, protected. Um, I also feel like governments are losing power in this moment, which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing. And this really kind of brings me to the first lesson that I think this you know, this global sensation, literally, I mean, it is a sensational experience. Like it is affecting the entire world. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're at, you're being affected by it in some way. Um, but I think one big lesson coming from this is that a disease doesn't matter how much power you have. A disease doesn't matter how much money you have. A disease doesn't matter your social standing. A disease doesn't matter who you are, who you are, where you're at, where you live, how you work, what's going on in your life, what you've built. It doesn't matter. A, a disease affects everybody equally. It does not discriminate. And that is important because I think that Humanity in a lot of ways has been manifesting some type of experience like this. It's taking form as a pandemic, but it, you know, there's plenty of possibilities. It could have taken form in a different way. But I think um, it took form in a pandemic because it's trying to show humanity that there is really too much divide. There is too much um, focus on the individual experience in a very selfish kind of way. Uh, you know, people are very much, unfortunately, many people in the world today are very much for themselves, for their beliefs, 
for their individual circumstances or maybe just for their group. And we can't be living in, you know, partisan, partisan type of times and mindsets. Partisanship just meaning strong beliefs about a particular set of things that only really affect you or a group of individuals, you know, who have the same beliefs as you. We can't be living in that mindset forever. I feel that this pandemic is working to try to create some type of unity consciousness um, to realize that this really is kind of, you know, <laughs> this this really is something that affects everybody. And it's it's a way in which, you know, to allow people the opportunity to see that, oh my God, like we need to be coming together. We don't need to be you know, further separating from each other, which moves me into the next very interesting (laughs) manifestation of this experience is this is the typical duality of any type of, um, I really feel spiritual experience. And this to me is a spiritual experience for humanity. It's, it's a collective lesson, but the duality is that people are having to isolate, right? Or distance. Um, so, Physically, it's like there is a manifestation of separation, but if you have the higher perspective, you can see that collectively everyone's pretty unified because we're all experiencing the same thing, yes, individually, but we're, we're literally all experiencing the same thing. It's, it's going to affect us all differently in one way or another, but it is literally a collective type of lesson. And modern generations haven't really had anything like this. Um, so to me, it was only a matter of time. And I was sitting and talking to um, a colleague of mine. This is an intuitive colleague. Um, and she was saying, you know, people aren't afraid of war like they were, you know, 50, 60 years ago. People aren't afraid of it. Um, people aren't afraid of kind of idle threats. (laughs) People aren't afraid of, honestly, dictatorships like they used to be. But you know what people are afraid of? They're afraid of advancement, technological advancement, and they're afraid of sickness. And she's very right, you know? So it would make sense that this would manifest in the form of a pandemic because people need to get over the fear of disease. I think in, you know death as well. These are just inherent fears of people being ill and dying. Um, and this, this is just, I feel like this is what, you know, the higher power, the force of the universe, whether you call it God or spirit, whatever, you know, this is what was going to create the balance and the justice. And this is also a collective fear of humanity, like I said, sickness and death. So this is kind of what's manifesting. Um, But that should not make you fear the higher power in the force of the universe, because the force of the universe is just constantly trying to bring us experiences that are going to create ultimate balance, that are going to create ultimate justice, right? Even, Even if it puts us through very challenging experiences, which it's going to do, Humans learn through challenges because what every complicated experience teaches 
a person, a human, an individual is that even though I had this challenge, it's all about how I react to that challenge. I can perceive it as devastation. I can perceive it as something that's destroying my experience. Or I can just perceive it as something I have to surrender to, something I will come out of in the end, something I will grow from. That takes a lot of trust, right? So it's a very complicated time for everyone. And it's just something that we're all going to have to roll with, right? One thing I think this also offers all individuals is a time to reconnect with themselves, is a time to embrace solitude. Because one thing that people struggle with is going inward. They either don't do it at all, they don't do it enough, or they don't do it right. (laughs) You know, that's the majority of people. So with this happening and with people having to distance and isolate, um, really, I think it's more the lesson of embracing solitude, you know. And I told a lot of my students this because they're stressed out, they're not in school, you know, <laughs> they can't maybe see friends. I deal with a lot of young people. You know, I myself am young, um, but, you know, like I deal with people in the throes of like entering adulthood. So it's been very challenging for them, but it's also bringing our younger generations, especially um, the lesson of selflessness, because many people in this world who are older or who have been around, you know, longer than the younger generations are inherently selfish. Um, we are inherently selfish. That is something that humanity has always struggled with, but I think has really especially struggled with within the past really like century, if you think about it. Um, selfish, Selfish attitudes and being only for the self in a very negative way, um, has put a great barrier onto humanity's growth and expansion. And I think we are suffering the repercussions of that, the consequences of that, especially with how governments around the world are functioning. Um, People are very divided right now. People are very hateful and aggressive towards each other in general. Um, People judge other people you know, for their beliefs. Um, When I believe that the masses really kind of are just doing what they inherently believe is, is truth and what is right, no matter what, even if someone's totally wrong, they believe that they're doing right by everybody else, but also including themselves. And I think that's what people have to let go of, which is, More so, they're doing right for themselves and then the collective. And really, the mindset needs to be, no, you're doing right by the collective always. And then you come with that collective. It's not just, I'm doing right by me, and then the rest of the collective will benefit. It's, no, I'm I'm doing right by the collective. And I know that I, too, will um, inevitably benefit. People are selfish. And we're learning how not to be selfish during this time. (laughs) And 
we saw that in America. And again, a lot of other countries kind of experienced something very similar. We had people go out and selfishly, you know, stock up on supplies, but in an essence of I'm doing this for me and my brood and my family and I don't care what happens. <laughs> I don't care what happens to anybody else. It's like that caveman thing that I talked about in last week's, ep week's episode. Like people banged on the cave walls and went crazy <laughs> and like just, you know, took advantage of resources. Um, those people are the ones who are inevitably suffering the most, I feel like. And um, that is because it's a collective lesson, you know. I was really disappointed uh, because my brother was telling me, like I said, he works through the K th works in the K through 12 system. Um, he particularly works with high schoolers, so kids between the ages of like 14 and you know 18. So he was telling me they kept free lunches available for the kids in the community and school district that he works at. Well, you had families coming in taking that food who weren't on the free lunch program um but I mean I don't know why they didn't have a system in place to be able to you know like see like oh these are the kids with the free lunch programs these are the kids not but at the same time I, I understand why the school district was in a predicament because it's like are you going to turn away kids you know in this time to me, I say, yeah, you're going to turn away kids with the selfish parents who have a bunch of shit at home because, you know, their their parents went crazy and, you know, stocked up on things and they feel like it's end of times and they're going to go and take advantage of the system now. Um, you're not saying no to the child. You're saying no to the bad behavior of the parents. Uh, and that's what my brother was um, um, really like suggesting to the school district was we need to find a way to say no to the people who do not need this because this is a free lunch program for the kids who are needy and who need this, who don't have resources at home. <laughs> so it that has been incredibly disappointing, but I also know from an intuitive space those are the people who will suffer the most from this. Maybe it's not during the pandemic, but at some point you you can't be making choices from a selfish place because you will be taught that type of lesson. Like <laughs> it makes me think, um, oh God, what was it? One of my students just brought this up recently. Um, in one of my classes because we've been reading a bunch of old like medieval texts and things like that uh, in one of my classes and a lot of medieval texts um, you know they're connected to the bible so you just kind of inevitably end up talking about the bible but one of them was talking about the book of Job and you know Job had all this you know trauma and turmoil by God and you know, the, the whole lesson of Job was to remain unselfish and faithful in his God. <laughs> well, it makes me think about these people because they go against just the moral of that story. 
even if you don't believe the Bible is truth, which I personally, you know, I do not, but I think that it does offer lessons, you know, just like any type of religious text. Uh, but in this moment, it made me think of all those people who were very selfish and who have no faith in other people or a higher power. They're the ones who went out, pounded the walls and took advantage and took resources because they don't believe that inherently they are protected and they believe that they can control a sense of what's going to happen to them if they have more resources that's a very human and primitive instinct. That's a very, you know, selfish instinct inherently. Um, and, I mean, those are the ones that are really being taught the lesson really hard, <laughs> really harshly. Uh, and if you think about it, just applying it to other very human 3D institutions, um, very ego and fear-based in institutions like government and the media, that is mainly what they're focusing on right now, right? Is the chaos and the trauma and, oh my God, pandemic. Like, like that's what they're focusing on. And that's not me demeaning the situation, you guys, when I say this, because this is a really big deal. Um, and we need to be taking it seriously. And, and we need to be um, observing the situation. But we do not need to be buying into the primitive fear-mongering. There's no point, you know? Those are the people who are going to learn the lesson, lesson the most because they are very plugged in and they're very checked into the 3D. What I have been seeing personally is actually quite the opposite um, of the fear-mongering. It's out there, trust me. <laughs> it's happening. But what I have been mainly paying attention to is the unity that this experience has brought humanity. You know, it makes me think about the videos of people in Italy, you know, singing outside their apartments. They're really, you know, making the most of this idea of solitude and separation. Uh, you know, they're realizing on some level, definitely some more conscious than others, you know, as it is because everybody has their own level of consciousness that this is an experience that, yes, you are quote unquote separated, but you're also together. You're unified by the same experience. Um, and one thing that humanity does very well is it will always find a sense of togetherness no matter what, no matter what's going on, no matter what challenge that they are currently facing humanity, will always find a sense of togetherness, of unity. It's really bringing out those, those positive qualities that we all, as humankind, possess. And I think that this experience is, this experience is teaching us how to really be able to more proactively tap into that resource and those positive influences and experiences, okay? All of humanity has an inherent sense of being able to unify. And um, we're learning how to more, like I said, actively, proactively participate within that. 
because it's a resource that humanity has, but has, I think, become disconnected to, um, or, you know, we just, we just have not, we just have not really grown that part of ourselves in the way that we need to, uh, the modern generations, because I feel like past generations have kind of gone through something similar like this, um, in varying degrees of intensity, uh, but it makes me think about like the world wars, okay? And obviously after the world wars, there was still division, there's still corruption, there's still chaos. There's going to be that after this too. This is not a whole fix it for humanity, but this is one of those moments in time where it's building humanity. Like this is an experience that we are all going to go through and before the end of you know, our lives in this, in this reality, in this incarnation, we're going to look back on this moment in time and be like, wow, remember, remember that time, <laughs> remember that time where, you know, people really had to, um, go into solitude, but come together to help the greater collective, man, remember that time and look where we're at today. And it's a positive look where we're at today. So this moment in time is building our future, I do intuitively feel, for the better. This is a part of humanity's growth and evolution. Um, and I definitely intuitively feel that there are more instances like this to come uh, because it's what humanity needs. Intuitively, the messages that I have received on this when channeling, this is what I've gotten, you guys, based on the current state of the world and how events are currently playing out kind of the timeline that humanity's on right now. Intuitively, I feel like there's going to be some type of breakthrough in the middle of May, the middle or end of May. Um, I don't know exactly what this is. It could be a decrease in the cases, you know, I, I really, I can't tell you for certain. Um, but I feel like there's going to be some breakthrough. There's going to be some peace returned, I would say by like the end of July, beginning of August. Um, and I really feel like we're looking at October, November, things actually stabilizing, um, you know, kind of completely, you know, uh, in the, in the lesson, in the cycle kind of, you know, coming into a sum up. Um, I feel personally that this type of experience will probably have a reemergence at some point. I don't know when, and it could look different than this pandemic, <laughs> you know, but I think a similar lesson will have a reemergence within at least the next six or seven years. Um, that is intuitively what I feel is going down, okay, being in the throes of this. Um, I also want to say from, you know, the space of being a medium, you know, and working with individuals who are crossing over and passing, People who are choosing to exit at this moment in time are choosing to do so to help the collective. Uh, and I think that's a very honorable thing. And I think that that is worth mentioning here. Okay. Um, and if you have lost someone during this time, if, if you do lose someone during this time, uh, go through the grieving process, you know, be as angry and upset as you need to be. Uh, you know, so, so that you can reach your level of acceptance. Um, but just hold with you that knowledge, no matter what, that, 
you're losing people um, and they're choosing to, you know, exit this world, surrender, you know, their life in an effort for the collective lesson. Um, that's something I think that really needs to be uh, taken into consideration because it is hard and we will lose people during this time. And every loss during this time is a loss for humanity. It's not just a loss for an individual country. It's not just a loss for an individual group of people, a set of people. It, it's, it's a loss for humanity. So, I mean, it's important to recognize that it's very honorable, you know, if someone passes during this time. It doesn't make it any easier, you know, knowing that knowledge. So, don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, loss is challenging and it needs to be grieved, you know, in in the space particular to you or the individuals losing people during this time. Um, but also humanity, because I will say that anytime I hear someone else has passed away from this or, uh, you know, the, the death rate gets higher and it's going to get higher uh, during this time, that's inevitable. Um, it really does make me put into perspective, though, like, this is a fur like, further, this is a lesson for everybody, you know, and those losses are personal to humanity, um, but they're also meant to be embraced during this time, and again, really drop our selfish attitudes, because, this is affecting everybody. For some people, it's going to be more extreme than others. For the majority of us, it's just going to be that we do have to stay inside. We do have to abide by some type of solitude. Um, we have to be selfless because we don't want to keep this going and we want to allow... I feel like the space for the people who are really going through it in a challenging way, the space to let them grieve the space to let them feel the conflict and the chaos in a way where the rest of humanity isn't, um, I don't know, just taking up space uh, to, you know, deter and detract from that experience, if that makes sense to you guys. Um, you know, <laughs> like it's not a time to be selfish. Um, and that is important to understand right now. It's a time to be selfless. It's a time to think about the people within our community, um, not only local communities, not only national communities, but the global community, the world, right? It's important. So yeah, and I have been trying to, you know, spread that message to my students, to my clients um, as best as I possibly can, because I know that that is that's part of the truth of this situation. Obviously, I don't have the answers <laughs> to the whole thing because I'm a part of humanity. You know, like I'm learning this as well with you guys. Um, so it's definitely having had me reflect a little bit, especially I think on how I do react to, to humanity and to things happening within humanity. Um, because I'll be honest, like within me, Things happening in other countries, things happening around the world, if it's not directly impacting me, it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. And that is wrong. 
you know? Um, so it has me more aware of my fellow man, like humanity. Um, and that's not to say that humans are selfish if they are in that type of mindset. Uh, because people all around the world aren't always focusing on what's happening over here. You know, what challenge are they experiencing over here? People, people don't think like that, but I think that this experience starts to shift that. Um, and I think for America in particular, we're, uh, like, we're an interesting case in the world right now. Um, there's a lot of shifts happening within America, governmentally, socially, fundamentally, really even emotionally and spiritually. And I think that people who live in America, um, souls who choose to incarnate here, go through the particular lesson of trying to release the ultimate selfishness because Americans have an interesting way of really just being checked out in terms of the world, you know, because we believe that the world is happening within our country and that just isn't true. Um, so, and that's not to like beat down on Americans. And by the way, it doesn't matter what political affiliation you are. Everybody does that in this country. Um, <laughs> I'm for the side that really kind of promotes, um, you know, bipartisan issues. You know, I won't lie. I'm a liberal. I'm a Democrat. Um, but Democrats, they may talk a big game, you guys, about being for the other. And at the end of the day, they're really not. Uh, and that's why politics is, it's just a game, you guys. Like at the end of the day, it, it's just a game. Um, and I think that, actually, I think that that's a lesson the world is learning as well. Politics are just a game. Uh, we can play the game or we can choose to devote our energy elsewhere, you know, or play the game in a way that's effective, uh, where the collective is winning and not just the people in power. Um, or there's no winning at all. And it just becomes, you know, the collective um, working with each other, co-creating with each other. And actually, I do feel that this is helpful everywhere during this time because even the people in power right now, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, what political affiliation you have, what country you're in, it doesn't matter. Like we're all people at the end of the day and this is affecting you like regardless of those things, right? Like people are people no matter what, you know, our, our identities are not just based on this is what I am. This is what I say I am. This is what I identify as. People are way more than that. We're not just labels, you know? So, like, this is a lesson we're learning right now. Um, and I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm really interested to see where this continues to go. Uh, and I think it's going to take us good places. I, I really do. I, I, I wouldn't say so if I didn't feel it. Um, I think it is going to get challenging before it gets better. I, I definitely feel that. Um, but I think that this allows people the space to begin to shift into a reality that they are inevitably happier, healthier, and um, more in peace with, in tune with. 
like I said, the world is, it's a, it's a strange place right now, you know, and frankly, it can be pretty disappointing at times. Um, so I, I think this experience that is taking physical form as a pandemic really offers humanity a little bit of like a pause and a little bit of a reset, right? Because without this, we wouldn't have that type of opportunity to fully embrace (laughs) a pause and a reset. And I really feel that we should make the most of this moment in time. Uh, Like I said, it is challenging, it is complicated, but we can still make this an empowering moment. We can embrace the solitude that we have been given uh, and we can you know, step into that opportunity as, you know, as open and best as we possibly can. Uh, And really, I do feel we need to call this moment in time, you know, a moment of solitude because distancing, you know, the, the term distancing, the term isolation, I mean, those are very polarizing types of terms and and they do play into separation mindset. And I feel like this experience is really pushing us to step outside of that. So I've been telling everybody to call it just a moment of solitude or solidarity, anything like that. Uh, You know, make the most of it, you know, really embrace this moment in time uh, because that is what's going to help it to, you know, also cycle through in a more efficient way, okay, for everybody you know, individually and the collective. So that's pretty much just my thoughts on what's going on right now um, in the world. I, I don't have much more insight than that to give you guys, uh, you know, because as I said, I'm experiencing this too. And really, we have to be living through this experience, you know, because it is being offered Uh, to us and it has lessons for us and you know not all of those lessons we are going to see right now you know in this particular moment some lessons are going to come in hindsight after we reflect and you know we've worked through what's going on right now you know the turmoil the fear the chaos (laughs) you know the surrendering the solitude all of that Uh, on a more personal level Um, you know, I will say that it's also been affecting, you know, the, uh, man that I've been seeing, you know, he has pre-existing health conditions. So this is a scary time, (laughs) you know, like he's been telling me he is, you know, he, he's pretty worried. Like if I'm being honest, um, not to the degree that, (laughs) you know, a lot of people are. Uh, which really puts into perspective, again, kind of the selfishness um, of some people because here's someone with a pre-existing health condition, you know, and he's not going out and being selfish and stocking up on a bunch of, you know, resources and, you know, he's not buying into the fear-mongering, you know, I mean, he is fearful, but more so because of his personal circumstances, but he also understands uh, that he can take the measures that he needs to be safe, you know. Um, So he's been pretty much doing um, the best that he can. Uh, I have still continued to see him, you know, 
uh, throughout this time. And, it, you know, it's pretty much been just going normal. <laughs> um, besides the fact that he really has been pretty much maintaining, um, you know, a schedule of staying home. Uh, but, you know, it, it's what he needs to do, you know, to take the precaution. Um, in terms of my ex-partner, it honestly had me also thinking about him, you know, because my ex-partner is um, in the respiratory therapy field, which means he's probably seen a lot of these cases. Um, he's probably having to isolate you know, he works in a hospital. Um, he's definitely been exposed to this. There was a part of me that did want to uh, reach out to him because I, you know, I mean, I, I do love him and I do care for him and I want him to be okay. Uh, but I know that he is okay. So, you know, and, and I feel that at the moment he needs space. Um, I definitely felt <laughs> when this was all kind of coming to a head that he too wanted to reach out to me because uh, I also have um, pre-existing um, lung issues. Uh, so, you know, this is a moment in time where I have also had to be incredibly careful. I already have underlying, you know, lung problems. So, um, but again, I, I think it's important because I don't think people think about the individuals in this instance who have pre-existing conditions. And I feel like a lot of those individuals are handling the situation much better than the people who do not. Uh, because really, those are the people who need to be careful, um, you know, as well as really the elderly. I mean, that is very much true. And honestly, people, it, honestly, people in their 50s and up. So if you guys are tuning in and you know, you fall into that age bracket, keep yourself, you know, safe, take the precaution and, and you guys will be fine. Um, you know, and, and I really do believe that that is true. <laughs> but, um, you know, I could feel him anyways, wanting to reach out to me too. And um, I feel like it's more up to me. It was more up to me if I wanted that contact. Uh, and, and I chose against it just because you know, I was thinking of his lesson when it comes to me and what we're going through. And I, and I just kind of feel like no contact is where it needs to be right now. Um, and, you know, we're just going through the throes of this experience. Um, and again, it's a collective thing. So this is something that everybody is experiencing. Um, so if you guys uh, need support okay you can definitely you know get in touch with me at this time um <laughs> you know i i've heard it all the last few weeks uh from my clients and really from my students i've gotten emails and correspondences of concern fear anger frustration some people are just like whatever other people are like should i be more concerned you know, I, I've heard it all. 
so if you guys want to email me your concerns and you just need someone to listen to you, that's totally fine with me. Uh, you can do that by heading over to my website, BeTheLightAcademy.com. You can send me your message on the request of booking tab, or you can just directly email me to my inbox, which is LearnTheLightAcademy at gmail.com. I'm still running my intuitive services at this time. I'm doing readings and healings still, uh, so you can get in touch with me you know, for those services as well um, in the same way as on the request of booking tab or emailing me at LearnTheLightAcademy at gmail.com. All right, you guys, very interesting in the past few weeks. Uh, let's see how this goes. I'm sure I'll continue to kind of touch briefly on it as shifts and changes happen, but I think that shifting into some type of normalcy and um, really embracing and surrendering to the solitude is key to getting through this right now. All right, you guys. So that's all that I have to say. Keep learning to live from the light, you guys, and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.